Today's show is sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you are a bourbon group, a store, a distillery, and you need wholesale pricing for laser etched glassware, feel free to reach out to me. I would be happy to introduce you to my friends at distilleryproducts.com. They do our glasses. You've seen our glasses. They're great. And they are at great prices as well. So feel free to reach out to me. Feel free to reach out to the folks at distilleryproducts.com. Tell them that dad's drinking bourbon sent you. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Orca Coolers. It is Father's Day this Sunday. What better thing to give dad this year than something from Orca Coolers? Whether or not it is an awesome tumbler, it could be one of those bourbon barrel tumblers, it could be another tumbler, they have one with dimples that looks like a golf ball, it could be a cooler. And Orca Coolers are a necessity this summer for the backyard get-togethers, lake days, and everything in between because they're roto-molded. That means you could put ice in there one day it's still going to be there four or five days later so use code dad season that is code dad season for 20 percent off your order at orca for all of life's adventures Today's show is also sponsored by Action247.com. You want action? Get in on the action with Tennessee's only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. And guess what? Both the Tennessee Volunteers and the Vanderbilt Commodores are headed to Omaha. And with number one Arkansas out of the mix, you know everybody is looking at these two Tennessee schools to bring home the College World Series. They're going to have lines for all of the games as well as some updated futures. So keep your head on a swivel also in baseball action 24 7 now lets you bet on triple a that means they're the only place in tennessee where you can bet on the sounds or the Redbirds. so check it out at action 247.com something really cool you can't bet on horse racing yet through action 247.com but they are going to be a sponsor of the 2021 iroquois steeplechase on june 26th and they're going to have a lot of opportunities for folks to win big giving away cash free bets and a $100,000 grand prize in their steeplechase free-to-play games. Make sure when you go there, you use code DADS100, and they will match up to $400 of your first deposit at action247.com. That is use code DADS100. everyone my name is john edwards and zeke baker is not with me but together we make the dad's drink of bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us a part of your day and i am sitting here in wonderful east tennessee in between kind of gatlinburg Sevierville. it is a cabin an undisclosed location I am not allowed to tell you where I am because this has been such a secret that the company I am interviewing today has been working on this for five years. Nobody has known what's been going on. Tuesday is when this podcast will come out. We are finally able to tell everybody the big secret. I learned just what this big secret was the other day. I am sitting out here by a river. There's some rapids up the way. I hope you don't hear them on this audio, but I don't think you will. Mike, who is head of their marketing at Old Smoky, told me I had to be very descriptive as to where we are in this cabin. Uh, so there is a cabin 
It is beautiful. We are by a river. We're on this little landing. There's a bathroom and a shed here. It's good times. I'm sitting next to Joe Baker, who is the founder of Old Smoky, which is the most visited distillery in the whole entire world. Joe, thank you very much for coming today. Thank you. It doesn't take much to get me out here on the river. What I love is that you live in Nashville, and I live in Franklin, and Mike had us both drive out to East Tennessee to do this podcast, and and we're going to do a little video together, but we both came out to East Tennessee to do this when we live probably like 20 minutes from each other. Yeah, I live in Nashville right now, but this is home. I'm home. You just moved to Nashville three years ago. Tell me a little bit about Old Smokey. And I mean, there's another podcast we could do that would be crazy about everything Old Smokey does. And I'm sure that is one we will need to do. But give me the elevator pitch of kind of how Old Smokey came to be. Sure. So I, uh, of course, I grew up here in, in the Smokies and my family's been here for well over 200 years. And yeah, I think just by virtue of growing up here, you're you're exposed to all things moonshine and whiskey. Certainly, as a as a kid, my dad was uh, you know, he 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 included me in making liquor. Uh, at the time, I I thought it was uh, for the purpose of selling to uh, uh, McCormick Foods for vanilla extract, and you know he he had all these uh, things he would tell me that that he was doing. And the reality was, you know, I, I grew up and realized that he didn't have a license to to make any of that stuff, and and we weren't selling it to McCormick Foods. But it was uh, it was fun growing up, and and. Uh, Believing that uh, that that mash that I was uh, I was helping recirculate as it, as it cooked that that that's uh, that's where it was headed was for uh, a food additive and so I after going to college in in Washington D.C. and and uh, being asked a hundred times when somebody learned I was from East Tennessee if I could get some moonshine I think that uh, just being a, a proud hillbilly it made sense for me someday to get in, into the to the spirits business but I I did it after after a detour practicing law for about ten years and uh, there's a lot of people in Tennessee by the way who practice law then realize how bad it sucked and then like you think about heath clark sure you think about macaulay down at, at blue note there's a yeah. lot of you that did the law thing and then decide to get in the spirits you know it's it's funny i have uh, i love being a lawyer i really do and uh, i i practiced and and i i missed for a few years i missed the uh, i missed the courtroom and decided to get back into it so i i'm actually i'm i'm practicing a little bit now and and uh yeah, I, I think there are a lot of people that are that are running away from it. I'm, I I loved it. I think it's you know it's it's certainly an honorable profession and and it's fun to be able to help people. What kind of law was it? I was a prosecutor, and also uh, served in the in the military and, and worked as a JAG officer, and then uh, did criminal defense work primarily for about eight or nine years before Old Smokey. Now you get a little bit of the best of both worlds because Old Smoky has grown, I mean, considerably. We know this. And we know that they are the number one visited distillery in the whole entire world. They're one of the fastest growing brands in the world. Now you're at the point where you kind of can sit and let other people do that. And then you just show up at the distillery and say, I need some stuff. <laughs> that sounds good. I have, you're right. We've got a, we've got a great team. And, and I, it's uh, over the last few years, uh, the team that's currently in place has, uh, has done an incredible job of growing the brand, the wholesale business, the retail business continues to grow. And uh, I, I couldn't be more proud of, of what the brand is doing, what the team's doing to build the brand. And, and you know, when you're, when you're from a place like this, where we're sitting here today in, in Pittman Center and in, in Gatlinburg, to be able to, to 
employ as many people we do as as we do at Old Smoky, and and also to uh, to offer as much opportunity for those folks as as we've been able to through the brand. It's special for sure. I will say that the gift shop at Old Smoky is one of the most meticulous places you will ever go, opposed to other distilleries. And this just shows how much you all have your act together. So, like, I went to go get something, and it was in a medium, and they didn't have the price tag for the medium. So then they got a small, and then someone's like, oh, well, you can't use the small. You need a medium, because it needed to be exactly what the inventory was like. And It it hasn't always been that way. It is now. It is now. It's uh, We're... Pretty well-oiled machine, but as uh, you, you mentioned, Michael, earlier, but Michael uh, was there from day one, and, and I, I think we had, yeah, we, we operated in about 2,000 square feet that comprised the, the distillery operations, the retail space, and any meeting space that, that we, we needed. So at bottling, everything was done in about 2,000 square feet. That was uh, summer of 2010, and, and um, yeah, you, you asked, kind of 30,000 foot view of how it got started. That was in 2009, the legislature passed a, a bill that later was signed by the governor and, and uh, took effect in July of 2009, allowing folks like us to get a, a license to, to distill spirits here in Tennessee. We were the, the first in line to, to get a license and under that, that new law. So we opened summer of 2010, early summer of 2010, and We've never looked back. We just keep keep going. Well, and it's crazy because I tell people this over and over, and I do a lot of stuff with the Guild and a lot of stuff with the Tennessee Whiskey Trail. And you did that. Was that just for Sevier County, or what county did you get licensed to distill in? Because it had to go county by county. I mean, you still had to have Davidson County go after that, but Williamson County go after that, Hamilton County go after that. You guys were lucky out here in East Tennessee, y'all could start distilling yeah, again. Yeah, we, we were we were lucky, and, and I think we benefited from a, a lot of common sense, a lot of good work, both the, in Nashville and then at the local level with the uh, uh, the local governments and, and, and also the, the, the state government working to, to try to, again, to create revenue for the state and, and for the local economy and, and then also uh, creating jobs. So we were we were the beneficiaries of, uh, of some, some forward-thinking public servants for sure. And it didn't hurt that you were a lawyer yourself and could kind of jump in there and, and look at some of this stuff when you had to put it to the legislature. Yeah. Right? Well, it, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, certainly that that was, uh, it was helpful. But uh, to be very candid, my, my partner, Corey Cottingham, and also Tony Breeden that was uh, involved at the beginning, both of those guys worked hard to, to help navigate that. And I, you know, I, I think that, uh, like I said, I'm from here and got the history and, and had the idea to, to make it all you know, happen. But those guys as a team, we were a good team to, to get that off the ground. And, and it was uh, stressful to say the least. I, I, somebody asked me the other day how hard it must be to, to have a, a business like this that's that's selling products across the world. And for me, it was the, the, the early days were certainly the hardest. There's a Grateful Dead song, uh, Uncle John's Band, and the line that I, I like says the, the, the first days are the hardest days. Don't you worry anymore. And I think that the first days were certainly the hardest days, but it, it's yeah, we, we still face our challenges. Well, and as you get bigger, I mean, there's things about even growing stills, and I'm sure you had that. You, know, you start off on one still, and then you're like, oh, we're going to need a bigger boat. Then you realize how much it costs Day for one. a bigger boat. Yeah. And and then you're worried about cases and whether or not you're going to meet all the cases that you need to deliver everywhere. It, yeah. With with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Well, it? without a doubt. And, and so we, we had uh, every, every dime I had and every dime I could borrow um, – 
I put together to, to start Old Smokey. And the stress <laughs> on me personally, on, on my marriage, you know, ev- everything that uh, my wife, Jessie, was a, a critical piece of, of uh, building the business, too, from day one. And, and I, I think that all of that, you know, rushing to, to try to, to be the first and, and bring this to, to market was a it was a lot of pressure there. And uh, and now I, I think that uh, we we had to learn the hard way. We had to learn that you know, our, our equipment wasn't sufficient to, to meet demand. And we uh, had to learn what it was like to, to bring in employees and then worry about the orders continuing so that you could you could continue to support the team. You know, and, and so the, the growing pains were were certainly difficult to navigate. But we I think through hard work, perseverance and, and a lot of luck, we've gotten here. Before we continue, though, I have to ask one thing about the early days, because, you know, you made shine with your dad. How often did you hop on the still? Did you get a distiller right away and kind of say, I'm going to go on the, yeah, the other side of this? We did. We, we actually, uh, we brought some folks in that uh, that had knowledge not only of, of distilling, but distilling in a setting where, you know, large scale distilling was, was occurring, legal distilling. And so we were educated along the way and we hired distillers um, from day one. But I, I did... Corey, Tony, and I've all got involved those first early days and, and wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. You know, I, I think that one of my favorite photographs from, from the business is uh, the very first cook that we did and, and you'd see me pouring corn into a, to a uh, cooker. And, and it's, I think that being a part of that was, was certainly special. It definitely is one of those things where you can get as hands-on or hands-off. Sure. Right? I mean, there's so many aspects of the business. You look, some people are better at selling it. Some people are better at cooking it. Yeah. Well, our, our guys would be uh, would be quick to push me out of the way. If if, <laughs> if I tried to get in there and, and do anything today, I'd, I'm, I'm sure I would uh, I'd do nothing but mess things up. One thing I want to touch on, and I'm not just kissing your ass because you're sitting next to me, but you all have gone above and beyond from a customer service point of view. And I know this from some of the stuff I've done with the Guild and moderating panels and even to the point where you are so bummed out that people even have to pay to do a tasting at your distilleries, there's laws there that they have to. So you give them a coupon for the amount of the tasting to right. go use in the gift shop back. Right. I mean, those are special touches that you all have really yeah. figured out. And it's yeah. commendable. Like, what went into some of those decisions as you were going through? You know, I, I, it really starts, that idea started with uh, with Gatlinburg. And the number of tourists that we see come into town, every time that somebody comes into our distillery in Gatlinburg, we're welcoming someone into our home. You know, they've chosen to visit our hometown. And that's a big deal to me. I, I, I think that's something, you know, just like anybody, if you've got a guest that's in your house, you want to take care of them. So Wait, we, you don't hide the good stuff when they <laughs> well, come in your house? I, I guess, I guess you could, but we try to share and, and, I, I'm uh, kidding. No, I don't, I, I don't do no, that. I, 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 I know you well enough already to, <laughs> to know that you'd share, but so I, I think that it was important to me to give the customer, our new friends, as much value as possible. And so from, from day one, we offered, a place where you could sit in a rocking chair and listen to music for free. We offered uh, samples of, of food products that, that my wife, Jessie, had helped put together for free. We had samples of moonshine that you could try for free. We had the, the experience of being able to come in and see things made for free. And and for me, that was an effort to try to introduce people to our brand, but but also giving folks a, a lot of value. They're, they're here. They've worked hard. They're, they're taking their, their one or, or two vacations, and they choose to come to Gatlinburg. And, and so it, it was, uh, I think, 
by starting there, we were able to create a lot of relationships with with our customers and and build ambassadors for the brand and and doing it in a way that was really meaningful because people they had a good time and they appreciated the hospitality and and so yeah I think that it was um, I don't know I'd like to to sit and and brag that it was a great idea to do all this and it was going to help build the business but the reality was it just seemed like the right thing to do and you all have and I promise this is going to go someplace with what we're talking about here today. This is a big, big lead. But the the thing about Moonshine is you're POCing things constantly. So you can put out like, we have Cherry's Jubilee or we have Banana Foster. Right. Or what's it? Banana right. Pudding you just put we, out. We did. Yeah. And uh, you could do it and right away you're like, we went through a whole bunch of tastings. People either love it or they right. don't. Right. Now, something else you're working on, you are releasing a Tennessee straight bourbon. This is something that is aged five years. You've had to have been thinking about this. You all started in 2010. So this had to be something you thought of relatively quickly. We were thinking about it before we before we started. So I, it's it's there. You know, I, I think that aging product, aging whiskey was something that uh, that I I wanted to do from from day one and we started to as soon as we as soon as we started distilling spirits we started experimenting and finding ways to to create product that we could share with our friends and enjoy and that was important to me from day one and and you know it's i have so much uh, admiration for folks that go out and and start a brand with aged spirits and i i think that it's hard yeah you know it's incredibly hard to make that kind of investment the the uh, the capital outlay is uh, for me at that point in 2010 when it would have been impossible. You know, we, we didn't have the the luxury of being able to to, to do that, and uh, and so over the years we have uh, we've explored aged spirits and and uh, are incredibly proud to to be able to finally release something that literally we put our our, our namesake on, and so it's it's a uh, it's a big time for us. When you start a distillery and, and you realize how much things cost, and you realize that. You need a new still right when you're starting. <laughs> right. and you're starting with clear liquid. You're using source spirits. Or like you, like sometimes your liquid's pink. Sometimes it's blue. Sometimes right. it's clear. Right. I do have to say, as we're, we're talking about this, though, I do really appreciate that Old Smokey has put out some higher proof shine. It's not something that every quote-unquote shine company sure. would do. I like to make fun of a lot of them and say it's fake moonshine, yeah. even though we know the real legal definition of moonshine. I'm just playing. I, yeah. I know. It's legal moonshine. But I do appreciate that it was a little bit higher proof. And I think it's been one of the best-kept secrets in Tennessee that you've been making moonshine, but you've also been making whiskey because right. when your all's people came and reached out to me, I'm like, wait, I just thought they had peanut butter whiskey and mango <laughs> right. habanero whiskey. And we and do. Like, we have that. And you do. Yeah. But I didn't realize the whole time you were working on this James Ownby. It's Tennessee straight bourbon whiskey. It's five years old, right? And 94 proof. You had to have been starting this. You had to have been figuring out what you wanted for a mash bill. How many did you go through? Tell me the story of kind of how this came to be. Yeah, it, it, we... um we did want to to put something together. I, I was a, a big fan of um, Knob Creek and and uh, Maker's Marker, a couple of brands that early on I, I I enjoyed, especially on ski trips with my brother-in-laws. And and I find bourbon is uh, it's something that I think is uh, it's easy to share. It's important to share. It's 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 fun to it's fun to drink it, but it's more fun to drink it when you when you've got a memory to to go along with it, and you're doing something with with friends and family. And uh, we've explored 
over the years, we've explored a, a, a number of different mash bills that, especially in ten gallon barrels, just trying to you know just trying to figure out which direction to go, how to how to bring a, a product to market. And for us, the um, the James Wimby product is is something that I, I think, quite honestly, is going to still evolve over over the next uh, few years, maybe even the next decade. I, so I it'll be that, batches, right? Like yeah, and 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 it's not uh, you know I, I think to pigeonhole it right now would be impossible. It's a bourbon that I'm I'm really proud of it. I think that as a, a craft distillery, we're we're selling about. I think we're gonna we're actually gonna outsize. We may be we may become the smallest industrial distillery soon, but it's we are the largest craft distillery in the country. This offering is going to be something that evolves and until you know until we get to a point where it, it's perfect. It's pretty damn close right now, but we're uh, we're excited to continue uh, honing in on on exactly what this becomes as 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 far as a forever product. So what you're saying is you got some big old column stills that are pumping out moonshine, and then over in the corner you got the pot still where you're working on the whiskey. We working on on the pot still, and it is a uh, it's something that uh, that I, I think that people are still going to be able to pick up interesting characteristics from batch to batch that that is that i think that is a a fair reality what's interesting is you know where we have made corn whiskey for the last 10 years and sold it you know this is it certainly is uh you know obviously heavily influenced by the by the corn the same corn that, that we use for our corn whiskey but it, it, it is uh the other grains that we're using in in this i i think have really developed a a, a nice balance that offer a, a very approachable bourbon you know, my glass is already empty <laughs> You've still got a drink or two in yours, but it's... uh... I'm being good. I had some last night, so I I did my homework before I came. I will tell people for this, went through the Lincoln County process. Do you know if you're aging them in 10 or 53? These are 53. Okay. It still has a little bit of heat. When you first open it, give it a second. Let it sit in your glass for a minute. Don't just dive right in as much as you want to. There's a little bit of heat that will, will go away and smooth out throughout the whole process i would tell anybody to first crack in a bottle don't go dive right in anyway it's like your wine you would decant it whiskey you you waited five years for this stuff to age don't feel like you have to pop open the cork and dive right in it's a patient man's game or woman that's a, a fair description good instruction I like how that aspect of it kind of plays to the mountain roots and the moonshine roots and still gives the thing you would expect from a Tennessee product where it goes down easy. You know, I could sit here and give tasting note after tasting note, but at the same time, I've been on this kick lately, even though we have a, a bourbon podcast where we have to review stuff and give tasting notes. It's kind of like, if it's good, stop questioning it too much. Kind of where I am. You know, I, I think with wine too, it was always, uh, it, I, I can't tell you all about the, the different tasting notes behind this wine and that wine. I, I know what kind of wine I like and, and I, I think bourbon and whiskey the same thing, but I, I do believe that the best whiskeys in the world are made in the state of Tennessee. And I'm a little partial, but I also believe that the best whiskeys in Tennessee are made in the mountains. So this is our uh, offering and, and we're excited to share it with, with folks. If I'm talking about the notes in my head, I would say there's a good presence of malt on this, more on the finish. Mm-hmm. And that really comes through. And a lot of people will say, you know, a higher malt's going to smooth things out. I really get that on this. So there's a lot of chocolate that comes through on the end for me. Uh, and it just makes it nice. It's, it has good viscosity and mouthfeel, which is something that I want when I am drinking something. I don't want something that's going to be thin 
I like it when it's got some meat on its when bones. You can chew it a little bit. Chew it a little yeah, bit. That's and, how I describe it. You know, it's like there's some great stuff, but you can get for thirty bucks, and it just goes down. Like it's like drinking water, which I call those like when when you have to work late on a Monday. It's not like you're actually doing anything that you know you're looking at a spreadsheet or something like right. that, and you need something to to drink while you're doing that. That's what those are good for. Those are like I'm editing. I could go through two or three of those and not feel it. I'm fine. This is one of those ones that is not like that. This is one that you want to sit down, enjoy, spend a little time with. There are so many different applications for so many different whiskeys and bourbons. This is definitely a sitting man's one. It is, and 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 that's we we we've crafted it to be. I still feel like it it evolves even. First sip, second sip's different than the set, the first and, and third from the second. And, and as you're uh, letting it just um, take over your mouth, you're getting a lot of a lot of different experiences with this. And, and it's uh, I think it is is certainly a, a good sipping whiskey and, and something that uh, is made for for a setting just like this. Yeah, that's why Mike got us out here. But one thing I do want to ask you is, eighty percent of whiskey is marketing. Right. There is a good story. James Ownby is not just some random guy you picked out of a phone book and said, ah, I'm going to make something uh, off of that name. Yeah. (laughs) Who is James Ownby and what relevance does he have to this whiskey? Sure. I'm like I said, I'm I'm lucky to be from here, from the Smokies. And I have a lot of family here in this area. And in fact, uh, if, if you're if you're from one of you know, probably let's let's say ten or twelve families. You're you're probably cousins with with all of them. You know, it, it's the people that are really from here. We're all related. And uh, one of my first ancestors to move into uh, the Smokies, at least on the Tennessee side, was uh, a man named James Wimby. And he's my my fifth great grandfather. And he served in the Revolutionary War with uh, John Severe and served as an overmountain man. Did a number of tours fighting for for our our liberty truly and and uh, freedom this celebrates not only the the guy that that he was but but the fact that he decided to move here and when i say here just a couple of miles up the river from from where we're sitting today in in greenbrier my mom is in Wambi. her maiden name's Wambi. she's the youngest of 15 kids they moved out of the mountains for my my papa Wambi moved to to knoxville to work in the the textile mills and uh, this is a, uh, it's a celebration of, of family, of heritage. And, you know, the, the name Oimby means a lot to me. And it means a lot to a lot of folks that, that live here in, in this area. But uh, the reality is that, that the name, it could have been probably six or seven other names too. There's the importance to, to this area, to the Smokies, the families that settled here. Here in Greenbrier, you had the... Well, don't give them up. Don't give them up because those are going to be other releases. <laughs> right, okay. Like, that's your other LTOs sure. right there. It could be. And I, I think that... Uh, but I am I'm incredibly proud because this is... Uh, yeah, I'm a direct descendant of, of, of a guy that volunteered over and over again to, to fight for the freedoms that we enjoy. And, you know, whether it's my, my dad's dad uh, that served in the Navy, I, I of course, uh, served and, and am proud to have done that. I, I think that... The at, at its at its core, celebrating a man who was a uh, a real pioneer, renegade, whatever you want to call him. I, I think that he fought for the the freedoms that we enjoy, and and then had the foresight to to make his way over here into the mountains of Tennessee and to establish uh, a home here. And and so I 
I am uh, incredibly proud to be able to celebrate him, celebrate my family's heritage and, and the heritage of, of all people here in, in our community. And for the people listening, I, this this is such a great spot. People were actually tubing <laughs> down the river by us because it's such a peaceful spot to be sitting here and sipping whiskey. So when you when you hear that in the back, hell, I wish I was doing it too right well, now. It's, you know, I, I think that, that our, our brand has uh, has grown so much over the years because we are situated at, at the edge of, of the most visited national park in the in the country. And so we're, um, these are the folks that, that you might hear in the river. These are people who chose to come visit here and be a part of, of uh, you know, just, I, I think, one of the most beautiful places in the world. I love coming out here. It's, I always make sure I do about three or four trips out to the Smokies every year. It's pretty peaceful. So this is what people <laughs> need to realize. Anywhere you go that is not right in the strips of Pigeon Forge or Gatlinburg, which, listen, go down there, go to the strips, make sure you go to Old Smoky. Well, we, we want them to we want them to visit the parkways, but it, it is, uh, and they you know, there, there's so much to do for every family, from, from for every age group, every demographic. Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg have, uh, have more, more adventures than you could But the second you get imagine. out of the strip, it's quiet. I'm saying that it's a busier side. Sure. I mean, it's Would the you, traffic is rough down on right in the middle of Gatlinburg busy. and right in the middle of Pigeon Forge. But literally, I'm saying 10 minutes you get off the road in Pigeon Forge or Gatlinburg, you're right smack dab in the middle of the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. Yes. And when you're in there, it's quiet. There's hiking. There's rivers. There's tons of stuff to do. It's a stone's throw from the action, but it's quiet. Right. It's tough to beat. You got you got access to all the fun in town and, and all the access to, to fun out of town. And our distillery, it, and, and I think this is one of our, our distillery locations, production facilities, is located on the edge of uh, the National Park in the Greenbrier section, which is, is where James Oinby, back to, to him, uh, where he settled and, and where a lot of my, my family is uh, is now. Um, you, you can still walk up in the park and find some of the, the grave markers and, and uh, see the history of, of the, the people that, that were in the National Park before it became a, a National Park. Where else do you see this brand going? I mean, I, I don't want to say think ahead, but in whiskey, you're always thinking ahead. Will yeah. there be a cast strength version eventually coming out? There, there is. <laughs> There's, we, we've, uh, we're, we're playing with a lot. I think that we've got some, uh, some really interesting uh, collaborations that are, that are going to be coming out with other, uh, maybe even with other uh, people. So it, it could be, there's, there's some, yeah, I think that we, I've been in the beer business a, a bit and, and collaborations are, are a little more common. Um, this is something that uh, I, I expect that, that we'll have some very notable news about about uh, what we're doing with whiskey. Which as, I've talked to so forward. many people about this. Not to, not to cut you off, sorry, but sure. I've talked to so many people about this. Beer has so many collaborations. And you see that it's like, all right, this brewery is doing a collaboration with this brewery. There's going to be a little for sale at each brewery. I think Bardstown Bourbon Company just did that whole thing where... They got a whole bunch of people together, like Freddie No, and and they're going to start doing some collaborations between Steve Nally and all these other distillers in Bardstown. It's going to go for charity. I keep saying, why aren't more collaborations coming in whiskey? And I think it's kind of like, well, it takes so long. Who owns it? That's true. That's a lot of it. It's it's the time. I mean, it really is the time. With beer, you know, three to six weeks, you can have a a beer turned out and and everybody gets to enjoy it with... uh, with the product that's going in barrels, you know, if, if you're putting any age on it, it's it's 
it's tough. It's tough to uh, to collaborate when you don't even know who's who might be around in in uh, four years, six years, eight years, whatever it is you're 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 uh, working towards. But I I'm uh, I think any industry, but specifically beer has has seen this and benefited from it. But any industry benefits from people working together. And although you know competition is uh, sometimes not a, a comfortable thing. I think that uh, as as businesses mature, as industries uh, mature, you you get more comfortable with helping your your fellow distiller, your fellow brewer, and and so yeah, I I think that a lot of it's just got to do with time. I would I would imagine on the whiskey side, and, and, uh, and you know, and, and the reality too is that the the craft distilling community has grown so much over the last decade that. Uh, you know, a lot of folks are, are that are in that business are, are just now getting to a point where, okay, we we've kind of got our feet under us. We can we can explore other ideas, and and so uh, you asked specifically about what's next. Yeah, you know, we've got all kinds of ideas, and and now that we're at a, a point where we can start exploring those in in meaningful ways for our customers, our fans, our friends, and family, it's it's going to be fun to to start rolling out products that everybody can be excited about. I almost wonder from a collaboration standpoint, if it needs to be something where like people bring already ready aged juice to do the collaboration. Well, you, you certainly could do that with, with blending. Yeah. You know, I, I think that would be a, that'd be an easy way to, to, to approach it. I think that you're going to see a lot of, a lot of stuff coming out with age on it from, from Old Smoky. What's the MSRP on this one? Do you know off the top of your, I, I, I think people will probably find it in their, their local stores at about $40 a bottle. We know how it works, right? There's there's five bucks plus or minus with all this, depending on once you get into the three tier system, our our fans are smart enough to know that sure. some people buy in bulk discounts, they right. get that distro deal. We sell it to the wholesalers and then they yeah. they do all that. We're we're uh we're we're not involved at at least we, we of course will be selling it at all of our, our distillery locations where we're able to, to sell directly to uh to Which our, our you do a lot customers. We do. We are we are so fortunate to be able to do that. And, and I think that you, you touched on it earlier, but it gives us the opportunity to not only test out ideas and, and products so that we can we can figure out what you know what we should be rolling out to to the larger wholesale market, but it's uh, it allows us to get good feedback from mm-hmm. from our our fans and and from our friends about what uh, what they like, what they don't like. You know, we tweak this, we tweak that, and and I, I think that our products are are such that we're always working to improve. And I, I think that that's uh, our the, the reality is the apple pie moonshine that uh, was was really when you look at all the flavors of moonshine that that one was uh, was one that uh, I was most proud of early on. Jesse and I we we worked on the the recipe in our kitchen. You know how how we wanted that to taste and and ultimately it continues to be one of our best sellers and 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 it is it's a traditional moonshine flavor that uh, we're excited about but our, you must our, have known i had it last night up on the the pool deck is that right oh yeah i i had a, a great i'll show you a picture here once we stop recording but it had the the big ferris wheel at the island okay right behind it right and i took a picture just drinking that apple pie moonshine and yeah. a nice little concoction that they did at the hotel it is a uh, it's a good product and and it's uh it's something that you know, as a lawyer i remember as a young lawyer i was I would have clients bring me uh, presents every now and then, and they, they would uh, often bring apple pie, and uh, I loved it. I loved it, and, and that was I was excited to to bring that one to to market in a way that uh, is absolutely consistent with every apple pie moonshine that uh, that, that you would have uh, you would have been given at a at a 
birthday party or a Christmas party or whatever uh, over the, the last 50 years, 100 years, however long people have been making apple pie moonshine. But it's there's no difference between what, what we sell today and and uh, something that uh, my uncle Johnny might have brought down to me at some point. You know, it's it, it is a uh, it's an authentic moonshine. You talked about authenticity earlier. Our our brand we we have worked hard to to build it on authenticity. Um, there's there's uh, people like to say, well, that's not real moonshine, and, and the reality is the only difference between our product and and what some might call real moonshine is just that we pay the taxes on it, and, and our our operations probably a little more buttoned up than than what what you might find out in the woods uh, still out in the woods but it, it's uh it's real it's something that i'm i'm proud to be a part of and i'm proud to have a, a bottle that's that's sold so well uh, across the the world now with gatlinburg tennessee on it well i can't wait to talk more with you now that we know that we live right down the road from each other we will do this again we might not have the wonderful backdrop we we, oh, we can always right we, we can always come back and and <laughs> enjoy this absolutely 100 percent, and i know that Mike, your wonderful marketing guy, I don't know if he knew that I have a face for radio. Now, you, I'm very comfortable in saying this. I'm very happily married. Like, you are a very good-looking man. <laughs> and and I am not. You, I, I'm, I'm starting to question your, uh, your eyesight, my friend. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, the second you walked in, I go, oh, that's why Mike wanted to do video. Because, like, he's... He's comfortable. I, I can guarantee you that's not why he wanted to do video. I'm sure he's got he's got other other reasons than that. But I'm I'm happy to to talk on on screen. I take up the whole screen. I am a lineman at heart. You were a running back. We, I was. we talked about this yeah. before. So we have to stop with this and we have to go do some videos. So I will tell people to go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Chances are you already have because you're listening to us right now. Go ahead and find Old Smokey. Find some of this James Ownby. It is now out. This is out in the stores. If you're in Nashville, it's the 6th and Peabody location, the Gatlinburg location. You can find them on the webs at Old Smokey. That is O-L-E-S-M-O-K-Y. No E in that Smokey. The most visited distillery in the whole entire world. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today, oh, thank Joe. You. I, I love it. I, I really, I've enjoyed it and excited to share some more, some more whiskey with you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>